0: Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Aftar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. I love doing nice things for people. I love being nice to people. I love that people can rely on me. I just love the whole idea of people being nice to each other. But there was a time when I was doing all of these things and I was doing it at the cost of myself. So it occurred to me, how do I teach people how to be nice without sacrificing yourself? And that's where the idea of this podcast came about. Being nice, going with the flow, not causing ripples in the groupthink, all go along with the personality trait of agreeableness. And I have a podcast on that topic called The Agreeableness Factor, which is episode number 119. But I'm going to build on some of the concepts that I talk about in that episode. But all of these concepts hold true in their own unique way and will make sense to you here. What I notice in my coaching practice as the main challenge that a Muslim woman faces is when a client says they've totally given up on the ideology of being nice because nobody cares for what they do. Nobody repays them. Everyone criticizes them regardless of what they do. And all they want is a little appreciation and a little acknowledgement. And just to be clear, if you don't want to be nice to anyone, no judgment on that. But I want to choose to be nice and like your reasons. If you decided you're not going to be nice to people, that's perfectly fine. As long as you like your reasons. But if you're deciding not to be nice because you're totally spent, then this is where your growth lies. And this is happening because you haven't mastered the art of how to be nice and how to keep it sustainable. So I'm going to outline what you need to keep in mind so that being nice doesn't burn you out. It doesn't come at the cost of your well-being. It does not obliterate you as a person. And it's not only sustainable but refreshing and rejuvenating. And then you can choose if you want to or don't want to be nice. I always want you to make your decisions, so however you choose to show up in your life, you do it from a higher intentional place of awareness. In this podcast, I'm going to be speaking in the first person, and I invite you to create your own emotional safety, and I'm going to do the same for you. And if something makes sense, let it sink in and let it create change. But if your body immediately reacts and rejects the notion, Out of the fear that you've been making these mistakes and it sounds way too familiar? I want you to offer yourself some space, explore, hold yourself in grace, and be curious. So this is my invite to you to create emotional safety before we dive into this podcast that I mostly talk about in first person. I'm going to be listing some obstacles that get in the way of being nice and how these obstacles create such an expensive toll on your body and personality. Obstacle number one, it arises from playing the role of the pleaser, having the thoughts like, I'm doing what I think others expect of me. I don't want to give too much attention to my feelings because what I feel is unimportant. I just want to quietly mold into shape what I think will fit into spaces that others have left open. I just want to play a part where I don't want to change the script too much. Like when I want to be the community leader, I want to serve on the board, I'm eager to just fit in. And that is going to be my chance to belong. But instead what happens is instead of finding my own spotlight, I turn myself into an eternal understudy. The one learning the language, the customs, the culture of the workplace. I'm the one who's always there with a reassuring smile, the one who never says no, I'm the one who hears whispers of board positions opening up, spaces where I know I could shine, but instead of stepping forward, I shrink back, telling myself that what I want doesn't really matter. If you're being nice with this type of an obstacle, it's not going to be sustainable. The second major challenge and obstacle is I find myself wrestling with this haunting feeling that I'm not enough. It's like a shadow that follows me, whispering that I need to prove my worth. And in an attempt to silence it, I pour all of my energy into being excessively nice, hoping that each smile, each gesture of kindness will patch up some emptiness I carry inside. I chase this illusion that if I'm just nice enough, I can fill up that void, That somehow my worth will be validated by others' approval. But it's like running on a treadmill. No matter how fast I go, I don't move forward. And the gap where I think my value should shine remains unfulfilled. This constant striving leaves me exhausted, feeling less valued than when I originally started. It's a trap, one that makes genuine kindness unsustainable. And I'm learning that this isn't the way to find my true worth. Major challenge or obstacle number three. That's the weight of the niceness. Every morning I stare into the mirror practicing the day's smiles and the nods of agreement. I armor myself with the arsenal of yes and of course. Stepping into the world with one mission. To be the embodiment of niceness. At work I'm the first to volunteer and the last to leave. The never-tiring cheerleader, always ready with a word of praise and a helping hand. But extremely uncomfortable when offered a compliment. And this is the weight of constant niceness. Being the one that everyone can count on, but being the last one that I can count on. The one who says yes even when everyone else says no. And making it feel like that's a badge of honor. I'm the one who steps up who does the favor, who never lets anyone down, and this is what gives me a rush, a sense of being indispensable. But all of it gets exhausting, not giving myself space to rest because my identity depends on it. It is as if I have tied a major stone of niceness around my neck, and I mistake it for a pendant of virtue. But this pendant of virtue, this badge of honor, is heavy, and presses down on me with an unrelenting force. I don't allow myself pauses or the grace of no for the fear of losing the rush, the sense of the worth that comes from being the reliable one. In my pursuit of perpetual niceness, I've unwittingly chained myself to an expectation, an expectation of perpetual people-pleasing. This niceness that was my joy and pride now becomes a prison. Challenge number four. There is no balance between external expectations and internal truth. While I'm trying to be everything for everyone, I lose sight of how my own voice matters. There's this inability to create a balance between being nice to others and being nice to myself. And burning out because of this, is that the real reason that I don't want to be nice? Surely I can learn this balance. Because all I have to remember is that I can't let the act of agreeableness overshadow my authentic value of politeness. This balancing act that I'm on, tipping the scales always in favor of others, comes with the hidden cost of the risk of losing the essence of my kindness. Do I really want my generosity to be the reason I can no longer be nice? Surely I can strike a balance, because I know it's within reach. I can be that person who is kind to others without forgetting to be kind to myself. If I let my own need to be agreeable sink my own ship, then the real value of politeness, the genuine warmth of my actions will drown with it. It's time to pull back the curtains of constant accommodation and let the light shine through of my own worth, my needs, my voice. It's time to navigate this life with a compass that's all too tuned in to my own well being. This niceness flowing inward as much as it is flowing outwards. Challenge number five the risk of always chasing. I chase an ideal of niceness. It's a standard that slips through my fingers because it's based on other people's approval, which I can't control. It's so interesting that I look for the approval this stamp in the other people's actions, which is utterly out of my control. The risk of chasing this overwhelming niceness is that it's elusive. It is a moving target with no predictable pattern. I catch myself running after this idea of being the nicest person around like I'm trying to catch a cloud. That's impossible because it's not really up to me. It's sort of funny, but not really. How I hunt for that nod of approval, that thumbs up from someone else. But it's like trying to catch the wind. And the real risk of chasing this kind of niceness is that it's a mirage, always out of reach. It keeps changing, moving, and I can never quite predict where it's going to be next. It's exhaustive. Challenge number six. I've come to the realization that the affliction of being overly nice is a survival instinct gone haywire. This level of niceness is a survival instinct to belong that's actually on steroids. It's a monster out of control, which was originally created for the purpose to ensure that I have connection and I'm not isolated and I have people and relationships around me. But when left unchecked, it's causing damage. This is so I avoid standing out, smoothing over every situation with a smile even when I'm frustrated. It is this deep-seated need to be a part of the crowd. And in all fairness, it is a subtle monster at times, hard to detect, where the urge to avoid the conflict or discomfort leads me down a path where my own needs become invisible. I just get to remember in times like this that sometimes the kindest thing I can do for myself is to say no, to draw the line in the sand, and to choose health over incessant niceness, and I can say no nicely. What I'm noticing now lately is how my need to be super nice is just like a safety blanket that has outgrown its value, it's now old and tattered. It was meant to keep me snug and secure, to make sure I fit in and I stay warm. It was a sense of safety that tells me that I always had people around, but now it's turned into this beast that's too big to handle. At first it was all about making sure I wasn't alone. Now it's making me blend in like a wallpaper, completely unnoticeable. This monster is tough, it's sneaky and hard to spot. It hides behind good intentions, and before I know it, I've lost myself in the crowd. And all I have to do is really slow down and ask, am I doing the right thing by being unnecessarily kind? Or it's like pouring water out of a cup that's never even been filled. And I just remind myself that that's not really kindness, it's self-neglect. I've started to notice that sometimes being truly kind to myself, being standing firm and saying no, And also, I can still be very sweet when I set my boundaries. It's not unkind to protect my energy. Maybe that's even the nicest thing I can do. Obstacle number seven. Forcing optimism. My state of bright smile thumbs up even when the heart is heavy, pushing a little more, believing that things will get better without me changing my ways. This forced optimism of others will change they will soon start to give me what I want and need. This forced optimism keeps my mental energy locked on others, keeps me distracted from what I want to do and what I need to do to enhance my life. Challenge number nine, the toxic byproducts of super autonomous self-sufficiency. I pride myself on being independent, not needing help, But when life gets tough, the self-sufficiency is isolating. There's this idea that I've had that if I just believe hard enough, if I'm just positive enough, then the world will right itself without me having to change anything. But deep down inside, there's this gnawing realization that maybe, just maybe, I do need to shift my own actions, not just my expectations. The toxic byproduct of this is a lonely kind of resilience, it's standing in a crowd and feeling like an island. It's this stubborn refusal to reach out for help because you're convinced you can swim through the storm alone. But I am slowly learning that sometimes the bravest thing I can do is to admit to myself that I can't do it alone anymore. And it's okay for me to ask for a hand to hold. Being self-sufficient doesn't mean being isolated. It means knowing when to be my own hero and went to let others share the cape. Challenge number nine, extreme harmonization and conflict avoidance. I avoid conflict like a plague, always smoothing things over, keeping the peace, even if it means not addressing the real issue. It's like when in an attempt to hide injustice, an abuser tells you, make 20 excuses for your brother in Islam. Except this is spiritual abuse itself this relentless pursuit of harmony, this quest of avoiding conflict. This is where I find myself justifying behaviors in others that shouldn't be excused. This is yet another self-neglect level of niceness. This is where I'm perpetually buying into extreme harmonization and making up excuses for others to an extreme extent. I've been caught up in this web of excessive peacemaking and I keep letting others off the hook. And I'm a diplomat in my own life, but I'm negotiating peace at the cost of my own truths. With all of this knowledge intact, I invite myself to create niceness, to being kind to others, to perpetuate the beauty of actual selflessness, but without the cost of my own well-being. I keep these challenges in mind so that I don't slip into these pitfalls and then I can keep making kindness sustainable. With that I pray to Allah SWT, O oh Allah, the knower of the seen and the unseen, you understand the depths of my heart, the hidden trials of my soul. You see the role I've assumed, of the pleaser, even when I don't see it. You see when I'm only striving to fit into the models the others have shaped. If I'm caught into these waves of expectations of others, I ask you, O Allah, to set me free. I ask you, O Allah, for the courage to stand for my own well-being so I can serve you constantly so I can make niceness and kindness sustainable in this world for myself and for others. Bless me, O Allah, with the understanding that it's not the approval of other people that I seek but only your acceptance. O Allah, let me not change myself so much out of burnout that I lose my own essence of kindness. O Allah, I thank you for the qualities of conscientiousness. But help me in finding the balance between serving your creation and not losing myself. Help me in finding a balance between being kind to others while also being kind to myself. O Allah, make my actions beneficial for me and for the world and my presence in this world a source of goodness. Ameen ya Please keep me in your du'az. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Woman program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes, And inshallah, I will see you there.